Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to this uh, uh, Education 4.0. This is episode three of our podcast. My name's Jamie. I'm the library manager at the Scottish Borders Campus in Gala Shields. And with me is... I'm Sam Anderson. I'm learning teaching digital facilitator for Borders College. And we've got a very special guest with us today who I hope will become a regular on our podcast. It is... Mark Cappell, electrical engineer. It's a bit like deja vu, that. <laughs> yes, this is the second time we recorded this because the first time was completely inappropriate. So, <laughs> right, anyway, on with the show. So, um, uh, Sam, what have you been up to this week? Uh, Monday off, Monday was a holiday. It's tremendous. Sam, yeah. you've got to stick closer to the microphone. Oh, I'm getting into trouble our, again. I keep leaning back. Some of our listeners haven't been able to hear you. <laughs> so no mention who, <laughs> so, but he knows. <laughs> so could you uh, tell us what you've been up to? Uh, Monday was a holiday, I was off, back to work, and actually worked from home on Tuesday. I had problems with my car, but I was allowed to test uh, using Microsoft Teams, right? And attended a couple of meetings through Microsoft Teams that worked really well. All right. So it was good to actually try that from out with the location, because I know we talked about Teams quite a lot. And the last couple of days, I've been using. Well, we'll come back to that as my app of the week. Aye, we'll do app of the week app later. Of the week. Aye. Um, I have a very good app of the week. Brilliant. So, um, so let's get on to our special guest, because he's the most interesting person in the room right now. Yeah. No offence, Sam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get closer, so, though. Come uh, on, Mark. Come yeah, on, Mark, so yeah. that folk can hear you. Group hug. Right. Um, so, Mark, tell us, <clears throat> tell us about your job and some of the things that you do that brings tech into the classroom. Uh, well, as an electrical engineer, basically you've got all the tech involved in your standard electrical engineering. But I've been getting involved a lot with primary schools and high schools, uh, especially Stow Primary School. We're starting a short course up in May, doing programming with the Fable robots. And it's all about building Lego, doing the coding for it, getting it working, problem solving and that. Yep. Uh, also down at Eyemouth, I've been doing the Green Power race cars, mm-hmm. uh, which had, had a crack in March where we won two trophies. Yeah. It was good. They seem to keep winning these... these these things keep yeah. there. Yeah. Dave's quite oh, good. Exactly. Dave's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dave Black for his success in that. <laughs> Same here, do. <laughs> <laughs> so what what do you do with the green power cars then, Mark? What's the deal? Well, there? back in January, uh, Imouth High School got their second car we got from Balmeri High School in Kirkcaldy, and. Uh, I hope you don't listen to it, but the car was a bit of a shambles. All oh, right, okay. So we had to... I doubt, I, I doubt anybody's listening to this right now, but yeah. So. Uh, basically, I had to strip the car right back to its component parts. And <coughs> we've, got, we've got eight students down there, right. and they had to rebuild it with minimal help from myself. Brilliant. Just using a manual, All right. and using the computers, uh, and it was good. They got second place, that's right. fortune. Brilliant. In the senior race. Super. So, so what... How did they build it? How would you build a green power car? Well, basically, you buy, you, when you get the kit, it just comes in a frame with wheels and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you've got a manual, you build it together, set to quite rigid standards what you're allowed to do, but when it comes to the body, the body work and all that, you get anything you want. Right. So you can make yeah. the body work out of anything? Yeah, we made it of sheet plastic. Seen aluminium. Right. Me and Dave Black are looking at aluminium ones, uh-huh. aluminium frames. Uh, we had one at Eyemouth was... The roof boxes from cars. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. They'd made one out of that. Cool. Still had the same shape and yeah. cut away and added the frame to it. And so there's a whole design element there. What, what are the like, what are the students gaining from this? Problem solving and teamwork is the main one. Mm. Then you're getting the engineering because mm-hmm. 
especially mechanical engineers, all nuts and bolts. Yeah. There's electrical wiring, there's electrical motors. So yeah. you test, uh, take it, you take it out for testing, then come back and tweak it, and a bit uh, like Formula One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because uh, I know Dave had the Gal Academy schools in doing the DYW car, uh -huh. and they went across to Springwood Park in Kelso for a day. Right. Testing, but we've got a nice big bit at the back of iMouth and just take it right. back there. When so you would cover 100 metres, bring it back, make a few modifications, yeah. time it. We'll take it out. Does that feel right? Nah, feels wobbling, breaks yeah, yeah, yeah. ah. good. Good. Tweak it and keep going out and mm -hmm. testing mm -hmm. on that. Brilliant. And, um, and the robots stuff is quite interesting as well. What's, what's going on with yeah. the robots? Well, I think the college was asked if we can do like a pilot trial thing with a primary school, but it's not for just the school, it's a community evening class. Uh, it's like when I went up there to the open evening, I pitched it to them that there's nothing worse than kids coming home from school and saying, I've got this as homework, the computers and that, and the parents and grandparents going, no idea what you're on. Yeah. So this course is aimed at bringing the adults closer to the kids Brilliant. so they can relate to each other. Then. Are they both um, working at the same time? Both working at the same time. It's like ah, a parent and child thing. Yeah. We've got ten robots. We'll put them, split them into groups and that. They've got a few challenges to do. I'll teach them basic about the robots, how to program them. Then we'll start having fun. You can add Lego to them as well. Right. Uh, you can put your uh, smartphone in it to give it a yeah. facial features yeah. and all that. Yeah. And it's the idea of this course is to bring the age gap so there's no big Mm -hmm. gap between them. Because yeah. I, I think I talked last week about how we borrowed one and took it home then. I didn't realise about putting time in thing etc then I spoke to yourself yeah it's all about the code and it's uh -huh. it's, it's fun you've got mm -hmm. to play with it just to try it so uh, the main thing that folk are learning from that though is not how to build a robot it's how to program a robot is that right yeah unlike the lego which you've got to build the lego from scratch right this one is like this mechanical arm that's already oh. built and it just clicks together, clicks together. right so it's so kind of modular there's that, less that, time spent building and more time spent Coding it and right. programming it. Yeah. Um, that's funny. You say coding and programming. Uh -huh. I don't know what the difference is between coding and programming. Right. Spelling. Three letters. Coding is is like more of a simpler, I'd say a simpler term. Uh, is do this, do yeah. that. Okay. Programming is more actually building the programming, building a, a whole... You're writing the code. You're writing the code. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what you, so coding is the code. Uh, the program's already written, and you're just getting it to do things. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. Programming is coding is like right. Lego. You're snapping it together to do a specific task. Yeah, this yeah. is the way I would see it. Whereas yeah. programming, you're yeah. going to actually make the Lego blocks. Yep. So with my, well, I've got a seven-year-old, and mm -hmm. we've started mucking about with an iPad. They have a coding thing called Swift. I think it's called. Yeah. yeah. And so you're basically just putting blocks of things together to make a robot do something. But yeah. what it's getting my seven-year-old to do is to think through the stages of what that. The robot's got a wee challenge. He's got to cross a bridge and pick up a box or something like that. So, so that would be coding. Mm -hmm. That's what we've been doing. Yeah. Whereas programming is writing it from scratch. Well, the software I'm using for the table uh, doesn't show it on the iPad, but on, if you use it on the laptop, uh, it splits it into two. So as you're coding, it shows you the programming. Ah, so right, you know, okay. It changes the code into a program. Right. So yeah. It uses the Python programming, which right. is like what Google use, Microsoft use. Okay. And so you can use, if you're more advanced, I'll just go straight onto yeah. Python and do all the typing and the codes, right. if we have else, things like that. Is the app we would use, we would say, walk forward one. Yeah. You would drag that block down. Yeah. This code would be 10 lines long to tell yeah, you yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah. The program so would be 
Aye, but it, the, the the good thing about the coding thing, although you're not actually learning the language, you're you're thinking through the steps, and yeah. is that what you want kids to get it's into? It's all about logic Aye. steps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. So, um, am I right in thinking there's different languages for programming, is that right? There's Python script you mentioned, there's, there's, there's uh, Bootstrap or something? Yeah, yeah. C++. C++, plus plus. I've heard of that. Uh, no, you've got your blocky stuff, blocky, uh, blocky. Blockly. Blockly. Right. We call it blocky, it's blockly. Right. Uh, it's from Melrose, darling. And you have to pronounce it as blockly. Yeah, I, keep, I keep getting corrected when I say blocky. Oh, it's blockly. Blockly. Right. So, um, the reason why this is all important, yeah. I guess, is because one of the big skill shortages in this country is programming, is that right? I'd say engineering and programming. Engineering and programming. I think, I think, yeah. I think they're quite... Well, my own personal opinion, I think the way in the future, especially what they do in Japan just now, is a lot of tradesmen are multidisciplinary. Right. They do like robotics, they do programming, plus they're electrical engineers as well. Right. They're multidisciplinary. And you think that's the way I it's heading? That's the way it's going uh, ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wonder if it's, if it's going to be a big thing in lots of jobs, you know, that you know, the librarians of the future ought to have a bit of programming in their background as well. Is that... Yeah, I, 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 if you think as you go back to like the fifties and sixties, you had an electrician. He'd go, he'd run all the wires between things. But yeah, uh, the way components are made nowadays, okay, you know, they're all like click connect. So you need the electrical background. You'll need your program background for getting, especially with smart technology coming into uh, places. All right, I You get like I don't know, uh, Dale and Brian or that when they go to do smart houses, you're doing the wiring, you're setting up these. I get prepared. I get Brian to do it. Speaking of decent electrical engineers, uh, this is probably oh. a good time to mention that... Brian's um, not here, so we've got Dale. <laughs> 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 that, that, uh, Do you actually get paid to do this? <laughs> <laughs> this is lunchtime. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's half free. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, so uh, the, the voice that you can hear is the voice of Dale Clancy and uh, we, we've we been a bit worried about the ratings of our podcast, so to boost the ratings we brought somebody in with a bit of media experience, mm-hmm. but, but, podcast. but they weren't available so we've got Dale Clancy to join us. Dale, how you doing? Good, Dale, can you tell, for, the, for, the, for people who are listening now, we're being listened to by... Um, people in Borders College, but also quite a few people outside. So just for the sake of those folk, who are you and where do you come from? Well, I'm an electrical installation, electrical engineering lecturer here. Um, out with, um, do a bit of work on the radio for uh, the rugby. Used mm-hmm. to play a bit of rugby, not at a great level. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just... Doing a bit of doing a bit of everything. Aye. Um, and you see, Sam, that's how to project your voice, right? That's how you project your voice. We've had complaints that nobody can hear Sam. I have did notice that, but I've been no, I've been incessantly told since I was young to quiet down. So it's quite nice. It's getting right, handy now. Right, speak up then. Yeah, you know, me, I'm always quite quiet, Aye. so I need to pr- practice it being louder. It's because fashion's very loud. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to speak loud. Like you do, Sam. Do you? Dale, Dale, we love my shoes, by the way. <laughs> I am Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sam's got very famous shoes in the in the campus. They're bright red, sparkly numbers. Right, so Dale, um, we brought you in because we want to boost our ratings, and also <laughs> we uh, we know that you've been doing some interesting things with OneNote and VR in your 
glass as well. Um, Can you tell us a bit about them? Yeah, I've been trying obviously with the the change or the push towards a lot more uh, like kind of digital delivery with uh, with the SVQ apprentices, which they're already through the training body. They've been trying to move online anyway. Um, I kind of jumped ahead of the gun and, and put everything on OneNote and been building a lot of stuff this year. Like I've been like a lot, a lot of work to put all the stuff that we had on various platforms. So paper handouts, Moodle, the sect Moodle, um, and various platforms that all apprentices have used, just condensing it into one area. Uh, so it's been really good actually. It's been well received by the students. Had really good feedback from them. They've been enjoying it, and then been building in little things to. It's been basic to the start. But then now we've been able to kind of use forms and um, been working with Sam doing kind of um, 360 cameras for safe isolation to make things that are really vital to them in terms of when they go on and talk to them when we've done the um, in the car. But things that are important to them as they go on, um, doing it at a different angle so they can try and learn from different ways. So it's, it's a good platform to, to work on at the start. So it's been uh, it's been interesting. It's a lot, they've learned a lot of things along the way as well in terms of how to try and make things better but at the moment it is basic because you've kind of restricted the time but it's uh, it's been a good start. Mm -hmm. So the, um, <clears throat> you, you mentioned there that you're using OneNote mm -hmm. and that's one platform for lots of different things but you also mentioned that you've been using Forms Yeah. and does that integrate with yeah, that OneNote? Embeds into OneNote. Um, what is Forms? For, for folk who are brand new to it, how would you describe it's, but it's Forms? It's part of the Office 365 um, software that we get, obviously with our staff email and thing. Um, and you can make feedback forms, so I've done that with commercial courses, so it condenses it, and external partners, so it condenses it into a nice spreadsheet, so um, you can get all the information at one click, pretty much. And also it does a lot of quizzes as well, so multiple choice, text answers, ratings, putting it in different scales, in certain images and things, so it's it's a quick way, it's self-marking, um, but it's just a little bit more interactive. So when a typical display might be a topic I've got, so say, for example, it's cable calculations, and as you go through, it'll go through the steps in text, and then there might be a form set up, so they would, it's embedded in the in the window, so they would just complete that quiz. Self-marking gives them the feedback straight away. You can go in and edit it if you think, oh, I've maybe got that wrong, which has happened. So maybe you've missed a text, or you've missed out a dot or a number or something. So. Um, yeah, it's really flexible, really good to work with. I've actually, the, the group just now, they've got half an hour forms to do a little assessment, that's what they're currently undertaking. Right. So, um, just for the, the training officer just now. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's good because they can do it externally, they can do it in here, it's just a little bit more flexible way of learning. And can they do it, they can do it in their phones because it adjusts to the phone size or they can do it in a tablet or a laptop or, yeah. it's quite versatile, is it? Well, it very, because they can do it on a, they can do it on a laptop, iPad, phone, um, Usually do it on a laptop, right. um, but another week I had, uh, I was in the workshop where we don't have uh, use of laptops in there, and scanned a QR code on the screen and they were onto that form, fill it in, you know who's done it as long as they're logging in through their system. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. You can make it a tiny URL. I think it was, okay. was it you that showed me that before, yeah. Sam. So, cool. um, yeah, email it out, embed right. it. It's it's really flexible for access for anybody really. Right. So Sam, self-marking forms. <laughs> right. That sounds like a great time-saving thing for lecturers. It is. It's, uh, is that better? Louder? That's better, aye. Okay. aye. Come closer. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Normally there's... There's no Yeah, self-marking forms. Uh, they're great. They, they're maybe an investment in time right at the start. It maybe takes it 
longer than your 15 minutes prep that you get per hour for uh, classes, but it's a good investment because then you don't have to actually do the market. But the other thing on that as well is, um, I think discussions with, with Brian, myself, probably not had it as much with Mark, um, because I think at the moment, I, I don't know where they cross over too much, but if I've made a form- You share it. Yeah, then that, you've, you've saved the work of somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Like, and there is stuff that Mark will be able to use with his, the groups he takes, yeah. the stuff I'll be able to use. Share the Brian, form yeah. and he can go and edit, some, maybe he needs, it's a 20 question form, he only needs 10 of them and he can add his own 10. You can just adapt it. Yeah, right. change it, adapt it. Yeah. Use the same one. You can have the same one that you can both collaborate on, so it edits a live yeah. version. So I think um, it is a, a slight investment in time. It's as they all say, it's quick and easy once you get to know it to make. And mm -hmm. the self marking is the no. If if you've got multiple choice question, I think I'm working with Robbie Brunt and who we're going to get in. He's got fifty question multiple choice for city and guilds, for catering staff from the high schools. He has to go through them and mark them. Put into forms. Yeah. Done. He's like, Ooh. and it marks. What was it like? Sorry. Was the chef in the Muppets? Oh, sorry. We know Robbie won't be listening. To no. <laughs> <laughs> or pay attention. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, aye, so that sounds that sounds brilliant. That you can have something <clears> a big <throat> assessment like that, and it yeah. does it for you, and you can share. Share stuff. So, if folk are interested in that, what, what do they do? What do they, how do they find out more about it? Contact myself, uh, probably to start with, but I know Dale's always quite handy to. And you handy Dale? help. You always quite handy. Well, I would say contact myself if you're leaning a hand to set up a form or interest in it, email me and we could plan a time and uh, take it from there. Brilliant. Okay, so the other the other bit of our podcast that we do is App of the Week. Mm -hmm. So let's uh, just bring this on you fellas. Have you got a favourite app that you use in your classroom or, or anywhere else? At the moment, no, OneNote apps are the one I've been using Aye. a lot. And, uh, I would say jump in and uh, interrupt Dale. Dale is the OneNote champion. If Aye. I've got a question... No, no, just no. now, Dale, no. Alan Reid. But Aye. yeah, okay, Dale's learnt from the, the team, but to try and go over... If I've ever got a question, I contact Dale or Alan Reid about one note, then I could come back and work with the staff because I've got time to do that. Mm -hmm. So, it's problem finding with all staff. I think it, that's been a good thing. Like, there's things that I'm, mind is, as I say, mind is basic in my eyes, and learnt a lot off of, of, off of Alan and off of Greg Steele, and mm -hmm. you know, and then I would hope maybe it's went the other way as well. But you've been able to then pass it on to other colleagues, and in time, sure. that gets reciprocated because mm -hmm. you do learn off them again. So it's. Uh, Mm -hmm. it, is, it is good it's a lot better it is a lot of time though it is I'm so glad he said one note because he is doing that for the staff development day in June oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, oh, we've told Mark that he's doing the Fable Robots now oh, right. <laughs> oh yes they all say they tell him right. well there's another cool thing Mark that yeah. Mark's got the, just before you have to leave us Mark yeah. uh, the other cool thing is the what's the, the driving simulator that you've got well, Dale managed to acquire this from ESP. the ESP, I think. Which is? Energy Skills Partnership. Right. And uh, I love my gadgets, and that's why I just kind of jumped in the bandwagon. And uh, through that year's innovation, we got to upgrade the computer. Right. And so we've got a new computer in it. Sorry, Mark. You're right. Sorry if we get interrupted there. You were saying? I was saying, yeah, we've upgraded it through that year's innovation. We've got a wee grant and put a new computer in it, and it's just ready to come into the library now. Right. Uh, we were speaking yeah. about 
speaking of Sam, you've got a... No, we don't yet. No. <laughs> Not ready. Not ready. <laughs> Not ready to go public with that. Oh, no, 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 that'll be what he is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just imagine you had a hollow lens. Oh, if I had a hollow lens, that'd be brilliant. Or even yeah. an uh, Oki Rift or something. And, yeah, if you had something like that, so it's that'd got be two, cool. It's got yeah. two bits of software in it now. It's got a farming simulator. Mm-hmm. Or... <laughs> <laughs> And uh, as in driving combines, combines tractors, tractors, quads, quad bikes. I'm not too sure it's got yeah. quad bikes in it. And they've got a driving simulator as well. Cool. And I'm looking to get a proper, you know, for your practical driving exam. Yeah, that's, that's quite good. That would be great. That would be great. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, does that mean if you had the practical driving, people could come to the library and use because we've got it set up in the potential lick lab? Yeah. To come in. Practice, practice the driving, the driving. Because yep. It gives them a set route and all that, and it works. The one I'm looking at works with a with a virtual reality headset, so it's a full accelerator clutch, mm-hmm. two stick brakes, virtual reality headset. Does it work with an Oculus Rift? It would work. With if only we had an Oculus Rift. Yeah, I don't know. An Oculus Rift. Yeah. That's one thing that annoys me when I do that. An Oculus Rift. I think you left that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, once you've got your lick lab, you get that across to the city feed bank, and mm-hmm. you're itching to get it in. Yeah. And you're ready yep. to go. Cool. So, um, uh, App of the Week, we were talking about App of the Week. Yours, Dale, was OneNote. Yeah, I use OneNote quite a lot in I, class. Uh, and Mark, have you got an App of the Week well, that you... I do use OneNote with the level 5s, but the, when I'm, I like Office Lens. And see if oh. they're doing paperwork on that, and I say upload it to OneNote. Oh. Office Lens is great because it straightens it up and it gets it in the right... Like a scanner. Dale will point me towards it. Ah, okay, I use yeah. it a lot now and it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And is that available on iPad, or are you using it on a on a Surface or something, or a, you can use it on a tablet, Android, Android thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is really good actually. Is that part of Yeah, you get it, so you can get it on your Office package. But it's good if you've, like, obviously if Jamie's got his whiteboard there behind us, and see it was something you wanted us to take down, you can take a picture of it and then put it in your own. Notebook. It's good that it straightens it all up and ah, it's not an angled picture. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. It's amazing how folk use different stuff though because like I use a notebook for teaching. Uh-huh. I've only started using it for meetings because like, I was I was in speaking to David Lowe before and seen he had his structured as a as a proper notebook, pretty much what it's wonder who shouldn't have it there. Should be is that you? <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it's, but it's really good, but like in terms of you take a photo on lens and then upload it to your notebook and it's all there. Uh-huh. It's in the one area, so yeah. because yeah. uh, people when you go into your three six five account just to explain the stuff that uh, app won't be there. You'd have to go and you search for it. It's quite easy to find. Then once you've used it once, it appears in your app list. Yeah. So people will be looking for it. It's not there. It is there. You just have to find it. But obviously, you need it. It needs to be on a mobile device, doesn't it? It needs to yeah. be a yeah. Because it's got a camera. Yeah. There's no point sticking on your laptop. Aye. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. So that's uh, lens. I okay, Mark. Thanks very much for joining us. How did you enjoy your first podcast experience? The second take was better. <laughs> <laughs> the, the second take was a lot better. Yeah, we can't we can't tell you right now, deal. It's, it's irrepeatable. Cheers, Mark. Thanks very much for joining us. See you. See ya. See ya. Um. So, aye. So, um. Uh, Sam, your app of the week this week. Uh, then. I spoke to I showed Dale. Well, I spoke to Dale. Dale's been using it, but I've been allowed to play with it for the last two days, and sway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sway app in uh, your 365 and it's, I suppose it's to describe it, it's like PowerPoint but on drugs <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. it's amazing it's just having had the chance to use it for the last couple of days and how it works and the structure and the setup Dale was saying that he, he normally sets it to play and I think I spoke to Simon Watson he sets it to play like a PowerPoint slide 
Whereas I've got it more scroll on like a web page mm -hmm. and allowing the students to then work from that web page, which is sort of almost slides of PowerPoint put together with uh, videos inserted, audio descriptions inserted, audio instructions, images, and using the Creative Commons pictures, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, right, must Searching be, uh, yeah, for photos yeah. in it, so easy, click on it, insert, whereas for PowerPoints, you maybe use Google, you're not sure if you're allowed to use it, you've got to resize it, it just works, and I've worked with three staff over the last two days, and one of them's quite clear that she says she's not IT, but uh, she was speaking to us at lunchtime, and she's delighted with it. Yeah. Yeah, so she yeah. took it yesterday, took her a couple hours to make something, but yeah. that's going to last her for years. We won't name the member of staff, but we will say that uh, if she can use it, anybody can use it. <laughs> yeah. Is that right, Fiona? Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's who I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I'm sure anybody listening would have guessed as well. Yeah. 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 But again, working with uh, John, John O'Neill? John McNeil. John McNeil? Yeah. Oh, missed it yeah. <laughs> Unless he's become know. Irish, maybe. No, well, Brexit stuff, he's maybe going for an Irish passport or something, but... <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah, and sort of art and design and for design students, you just seen the the use and how easy it was compared be confrontational, you know, compared to Moodle, it's so easy to set up a a sway page rather than a Moodle page, in my opinion. Right. Somebody may argue that and hopefully they'll come on and argue that. Aye. But for me, it's easy to click, drag, use, whereas Moodle is clunky. Aye. Well, in the next episode, actually, I think uh, next week we're scheduled to get James Henderson, who mm. used to be in a, he was he worked here as the Moodle guy. James was Mister Moodle. Aye. He's the guy who's been in Birmingham. Yes. Yeah, and he's at Sheffield now, but he's going to phone no, in. Not in him. Sorry, he's not not. So he's going to phone well, in. Travel. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to phone in and join us, and hopefully Helen will be able to join us as well. And and have a Moodle off. Yeah, and then you can put these points to them directly on the podcast, eh? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but hang on, so. Right, so you make your thing in Sway. Yeah. It's like a PowerPoint, but fancier. Yes. Is that right? You could embed forms, quizzes, uh, video, audio just, notes. It's just like a smoother PowerPoint, isn't it? Like it's, it's, it's smoother, but it, to me, it's it's like a web page. Uh, mm. and it's more flexible. Oh, totally. And yeah. It's, yeah. it's for, more for independent, I would say, a PowerPoint in the classroom. If we're working with a group of students, you've got your PowerPoint on the board. We're trying to generate discussion and go through sort of topics. For me, Sway is more about your independent learning and sort of online learning where students are away working themselves or maybe in groups and they can use that to go through and work through different handouts, mm -hmm. etc. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think uh, I'd use Sway on my board in the classroom. Uh-huh. You wouldn't? I don't think I, I would. It's I'd, maybe, I'd maybe play it like Dale does as a PowerPoint. Right. But for me, it's more about independent learning and it would allow students to work at their own pace easily. Mm-hmm. So oh, it, depend, aye, aye, it depends how you're working at the yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you've got a classroom and you've got laptops up, it's if, if, how you manage it. If you want them all at the it's same stage, then that's fine. But if you want to just manage how they're learning, and I, I think the way you showed me earlier on was, was like, I, I was quite impressed by the way you structured it, because I've never had enough time to really get into the guts of it. But yeah. if you had folk at different stages, I think that's a, sometimes an even better way to, totally. to be in a classroom, because then uh, you've got it's not on the board as well. They've got it on aye. the laptops, but on so the board, I would use a PowerPoint. Yeah. Or, there's my picture, there's my keywords, this is what we're going to talk about for the next 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. right. Where the sway is, as you say, if they've all got their laptops, work through it. Yeah, mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So how do you use it there in the classroom? Do you I've, use it I've as not, a kind of PowerPoint? I've not used it in the classroom. Oh, right, okay, I've, okay. I've used it for two presentations so uh -huh. far. So I've used it when I've done my L&D 11, yeah. and I literally used it two days ago right. when I was doing my TQFE presentation online. Right. So you had to do it as an online presentation oh, okay. externally. So right. um, Was that live? Yeah, it was oh, live. Right, well, so okay. we all had to do a different one. Right. And then the two, the two folk that I was in the group with, they picked a PowerPoint. Right. And I think I just pick it because it is easier, but it's different. So automatically, when we've been discussing what we do at our colleges, because uh, obviously I do TQFE with Nicky Walker, uh -huh. like we've been talking about doing stuff with Office and they go, oh, we don't have that. And then they're kind of, there's a little bit of jealousy going, oh, how you get feedbacks really easy. And uh -huh. So it is, it's well presented, but Sway was kind of, it was just to show something else that we've got. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But it worked well, so you, all you did was share your screen. Mm -hmm. verbally speak over the slides and just use it as a presentation like yeah. that. So. Cool. So would, would you say Sway is kind of designed for webinars and online delivery? Or would you say it, it can be used in the classroom as well? It can be mm -hmm. used, yeah. But because no, there's that many different know when you're doing the, know when you're doing the presenting with a board yeah, in a traditional way. You probably could because you could set up the transitions and speeds as well. So you could set up mm. if you had it that way and you could pause it. And you were saying it's dead easy to integrate video into a sway yeah. and forms as well. Forms, yeah. It takes us to something that Sam and I were kind of talking about is we've always thought, right, you've got Moodle, which is, I think, open software that anybody can get for free. You've got Microsoft, Apple and Google. Why don't they create like a VLE that would be all singing, all dancing, that wouldn't be difficult to use, it would be pretty straightforward, it would be really engaging, it would be well designed, it would be attractive. And then suddenly we started to think, well, actually, you've got Forms, you've got um, Sway, uh, what else were we talking about? You've got uh, Teams, Teams, that all sort of starts to add up to the components of a really good VLE. Well, I think They're just not calling it that. Yeah, Aye. and I think, that's, I think there's going to be more integration with Teams, as I'm led to believe, because likes to turn it in, which is something, because we're using everything online, we've went away from turning it in. But I'm hearing through the grapevine that Turnitin is going to be part of our Teams package in time right. or something. Turnitin is so built into Teams, it's just trying to get to it so you've got a tab at the top. Yeah, so yeah. it might turn out that we've done it the complete wrong way and I've put it mm. in a notebook and it should be on Teams and it's going to be a lot of work to put it No, back, but, but uh, if you set up a team, you generate, it automatically generates a class notebook. Yeah, but I've done, I've done it the other way around. Yeah, but you could, we could, you just change the link to that. Uh, Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Always learning. Always learning. Always learning. So, um, again, if anybody wants to know more about Sway, Def definitely. That's the big one that I'd like people to try and work on. And or should they, they should speak to Mark Cato. Mark Cato's the man for Sway. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. he's gone. <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's to see you. Yeah, yeah speak to me. Yeah. And uh, yeah. there, there's a lot of stuff using already, which I didn't realise, especially in the access department. They're finding that really good. Mm -hmm. So, uh, well, what I was going to ask you is. Right, so so Borders College still has Moodle, and it is still the place to go for learning materials. So what do you do? Do you make a sway, and then stick it in the Moodle? Yeah. Can you embed it, or you, is it a link? You can't embed it? it. You could put in a visual link, so then you would click on the link. What's a visual link? It's just a picture of a link. Right. That's it. Oh, right, so, okay. Rather than a hyperlink, or it gives you a nice picture nice. Uh, that says sway, you have the title of your sway. Right. Uh, that's That could be under week one in Moodle, mm -hmm. and it's telling you that we're looking at... Uh, Electrical engineer. Mm -hmm. 
Can you think what I was going to say there? Nah. <laughs> uh, and that would then take you to your sway page mm -hmm. or your sway channel, whatever right. you want to call it. I don't know the right terminology. Because I think that's the difficulty, is I think that you, that sounds good. But even for me, and I think I'm, in terms of developing stuff, on, on a, just from a one note, learning stuff as I go, it's taking me time. And you think of the amount of people that work in here at different levels and different contract hours and things mm -hmm. as well. That is the difficulty of coming up with a system that's going to work to, to yeah. make sure people are doing something standardised. I don't think there's going to be a standardised. We're always going to use... Some people, to have, some people have be, always been using Moodle and have done really well with that. You've taken it to OneNote and developed that. And I don't see the point of recreating the wheel. What we would do is we'd still have your Moodle page, but we'd like to your OneNote file. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we don't we don't need to do that. We just say, uh, this is Dale's uh, middle page for electrical engineering. Uh, all the information we found on this one note file, and there's a link to it. Aye. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm and for middle, I would go three six five. I think it's tremendous. I think mm -hmm. that is your VLE, and we maybe need to link to the middle because middle is our platform for where the information students go and pick up that, and that's that's going to eventually be the opening page. I think. And students log in, their Moodle course uh, is on their screen straight away, and they just click on the OneNote file and it mm -hmm. takes them to your work. See, because I, I think the Teams platform is quite similar to the online classroom platform we use for TQFE. I think they're, they're closer. You've got file exchange, you've got a place for collaboration, you've got a place for your work and things. Teams and, is and a private chat function. Yeah. And yeah. And, and net, like, for classroom management, Teams is the way forward. But again, Teams is going to have a Moodle tab. Yeah. Ask Ellen. Teams is going to have a Moodle tab. Yes, because Microsoft say that Moodle is their best app and Teams is eventually going to have a tab at the top. You have files, conversation, uh, chat, uh, team, uh, Moodle. And Moodles. Yeah. You, and can Moodle. add, you can add but different tabs at the top, but Moodle's going to be one of them. And what's that tab going to do? Because That's if going to take you to your Moodle page. But if you've already got your everything, your 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 forum, your your um, sway, it's your take to the files that are already there. I think. Ah, okay. So there's no point recreating. It's just using Teams as your main platform. And ah, the Microsoft recognise then that that Moodle is so widely used in universities and colleges that they think well we have to have some kind of integration. <laughs> Don't know. It'd be interesting to speak to Helen and and James about it next. And they're week. probably have a different view as well. Aye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know James when we met him. He was saying they're going through the same problem, whereas there's 365 and Moodle, and some staff are developing lots in 365, yeah. and others are still using Moodle. So, so you're, you're suggesting that um, that there isn't going to be a Borders College way of doing things, if you like. Right? It's not a, we're a all, Borders College. We're going to have a Moodle page for every course. Because mm -hmm. well, the what's Borders... on that page yeah. could be either a Moodle developed in Moodle or developed in 365. Yeah. So the, the Moodle is the Borders College way, isn't it? It's the, it's the Borders yeah. College way of doing things. And Office 365 isn't going to replace these things, but it can You're enhance... questions. I hope I'm answering them correctly. Oh, right, aye, aye, aye. aye. <laughs> no, the yeah. thing is, it's been outlined. Moodle was the, by yeah. our 2015 the digital strategy, Moodle is the main, it says... Moodle is the main Moodle mainly, and 365. Moodle and 365. But then again, it's like, I think we always talk about going that, this is what, and it is, it's again, a selfish thing, type of thing, because it does work well for me. But I also think it works well for the learners as well. So, and mm -hmm. it's finding something that works well for everybody, because... Some folk do great work on Moodle, and I would never try and dissuade them and go, no, you should be using Office, because okay. I would like to know what they do, because I'd like to try and be better at doing that. If I'm working with new staff, I suggest 365, because I find it easier. Aye, yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. If someone's already a Moodle user, 
stay with it. But if you're new and unsure about Moodle, I would go 365, then it's easier for us to upload to Moodle. Mm -hmm. Create your materials, then we'll worry about Moodle. Mm -hmm. Now, I know the podcast is about, like, it's about digital learning, and it's, about, it's all about using tech to enhance the learning experience. Do you ever, do you ever get the, uh, sorry, someone just got the screen. Do you ever get the, the, do you ever get this thing where you adopt a digital strategy to do stuff and your students turn around and you say, oh, we prefer paper copies? Is this just a myth? Because I keep coming across it. No, when um, course girls numeracy, numeracy, they always want a paper copy. Right, why, why is that? Something that you can keep in their hand, it's a physical it's, thing? I think it, for numeracy it's easier for them to do rather than reading on the screen. Some, so, some will work on the screen. I, I, I don't know, it's just... I, just, I sometimes think that, that we get caught up in the idea of, of everything should be digital because that's what our learners expect. And then your learners turn up and they tell you, actually, we want things in hard copy. Mm -hmm. The thing I'm thinking of is, is e-books. In terms of the library, we, we supply loads of e-books. And the students keep, they don't keep, but a few students will tell us, actually, we prefer to have a physical copy of a book. Right. We don't like going into e-books because it's not well presented. Uh, they've got to get logged into stuff and it's a hassle, whereas they can get a physical thing and, and use it. Do you, do you, you getting that from your from your learners as well? I, I, I know what you mean, but I don't, I don't think I get... I get it from my learners because I kind of the second stage guys offered them at the start of the year and I said I can either do what I'm doing in the first stage and do it all digital and it's a lot of work but I'll do it Aye. or we'll just keep going away and you'll build a big portfolio which is a big yeah, A4 yeah. binder and they all just said oh did you? and they're doing their drawings online everything's on their own OneDrive right. and they're storing it there's a class note section and notebook Aye. so a lot of them have been typing up as you're doing lessons yeah. they're saving it there now it used to be it used to be that you, your folder stayed and you lost all that learning. So if you're on site and you try to figure out the the size that a, a 2.5 ring main can supply, now your regs book might be in your bag or your on-site guide might be in, in the in the workshop yeah, or something, yeah. but now it's in their pocket. Yeah, so it, their it's given them the knowledge, I think, now that it's easily accessible. Uh -huh. And I think that is the thing that I find with e-books, is it's not as easily accessible no, no. as getting a book. Yeah. Like, because obviously I've done TQFE, yeah. I'm doing TQFE and it's online, mm -hmm. but all my references have mostly been from books mm -hmm. and coming in here and getting, getting the actual books. physical yeah, copy and, and, uh, and finding yeah. it easier to navigate chapters and stuff. Uh -huh. Like even the regs book, we've got an online copy, uh -huh. um, but I find it easier to look through the book myself. Yeah. So I think it's just habits and skills that people have. It's, uh -huh. uh, it's, it, yeah. it's maybe not about preference, it's just about kind of a bit of comfort uh -huh. as well. Because the, the drive for digital stuff should also take that into account, shouldn't it? There's lots of different ways of learning. Um, but should I please? No, no, something that Dale said I wanted to pick up on was uh, the your students are drawing. How are they drawing? How are they doing their drawings digitally? Um, a lot of them are doing, like, we've got a, one of the workbooks or the portfolios that they have comes as a word package anyway. Right. So they're saving that on their OneDrive and they're putting in shapes and just putting in the lines and the oh, like okay, it's just but, wiring diagrams yeah. mostly yeah so they're putting that in via word but the good thing is is if they share that link with me um i'm able just to wherever i am i could be anywhere in the world and as long as i've got wi-fi i can yeah. log in and check on the progress yeah, yeah. so it gives them it's access to their own feedback. yeah their own yeah. area and you can see oh by the way you maybe need more regs in there before you submit oh, that so you can do so, can you do the instant feedback thing as well yeah so, uh, so you can you can just highlight the way I do it is highlight areas and insert a comment beside it. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's a better way, but the, the words the one that they've been using. Uh -huh. Not, I don't think it's as far as I think other other kind of departments maybe use AutoCAD and stuff like mm -hmm. that. It's maybe a little bit more 
Was just to let you know, we've got mm. iPads in the library that have the Apple pencils, which are really nice for freehand drawing and text and that. Oh, right. Uh, we did have, one of our students in first stage was using an iPad at the start and yeah. doing all his diagrams and keyboards. Uh, did it work out for him? It, it looked yeah. all right. Uh, I just think sometimes the lines were off, but it maybe wasn't as uh, neat as you'd you You want something straight like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. He mostly he was, he was doing well edit and uh, stuff. Yeah, but in the iPad, you can add a ruler, so when you draw a virtual ruler, so when you want to oh, can you? put the points on you. God. On, uh, you can do it in notes. Right. Put cool. the ruler up and point, point. Right. My uh, my app of the week because we're running out of time. My app of the week is uh, Anchor, which is the pod the podcasting app that we're using right now. So it used to be to do a podcast, you had to get somebody to host it for you, like a another company. So it was a bit of a faff and a, a hassle. So Anchor's come along, and you just basically sign up to it, and then you can podcast. And they've got wee bits of music that you can add in. They've got quite decent editing apps as well, ed- editing tools on it. You need so. Them. Ah uh, well, we do. We can't. We can't always just stop and restart like we did today. <laughs> we'll tell you after. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, anything else that we want to talk about? No, I think we've been going long enough. There's two two big reports came out that folks should check out. One is the uh, both from JISC. One oh. is the one about um, uh, VR and AR and adopting it and how, at the moment, virtual reality and augmented reality are kind of on the periphery of things. Because you're kind of held back by the kit and the availability of software, and it's kind of a novelty thing. So you've got one headset in a college, mm-hmm. or ten headsets, and five of them are falling apart, and you've got to rely on the students to put the phone in. So it's a bit, a bit. It's not working at the moment, but this uh, article I read from Jisk it talks about um, how to make VR and AR actually mainstream. So you could actually have students sitting with a Hololens thing; they can still see the lecturer. So they're still sitting watching Dale in the classroom, but they're also immersed in a whole environment that's like a, a workshop or a building site or a, a you know a, even going as far as zooming into being inside a wiring box or something. Mm. You see, I know your lingo. Uh-huh. I'm using yeah, all the right wiring, terminology. A wiring, a wiring box. box. <laughs> I've got a tight squeeze, but... <laughs> <laughs> wiring box. Right, class. Uh, another big report was the thing that we were talking about last week, Sam, about screen time. Yeah, I saw it. this morning. The, the World Health Organization yeah. released a thing about screen time. Yeah. But <laughs> the WHO released a... <laughs> oh, sharp. That's why we brought you in. <laughs> the WHO released a thing about uh, who? screen time, kids and screen time. And uh, it was the, this morning I seen it. I, I it yeah. came out yesterday. The report was out yesterday. And we were saying so. last week there was a report telling us that screen time there was nothing to be worried about. Now yeah. they brought it out saying that we should be worried. Well, I it's funny that what they're saying is uh, it's nothing to do with. It doesn't affect brain development and social skill development. There's other things that affect that. What they were linking it to is being sedentary. Being being sitting sitting about looking at your tablet for too long. So so your kids are on the tablet for four or five hours. I was trying to get a sedentary lifestyle is where you're not moving around enough. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's the problem. So they were linking screen time with that Play-time. and then saying screen time causes obesity. But other reports that have come out say you don't need to worry about screen time. As long as you're with your child or with the children while they're using the screens. And also there's another big report came out to say that video games don't cause aggressive behaviour. I do. <laughs> Video games don't don't cause aggressive behaviour in teenagers. It's other factors that cause the, the aggressive behaviour. So two big reports that folks should check out if they're interested in that kind of thing. Anything else we want to say? 
Need to say thanks to Dale for joining us, I suppose. Ah, oh, the girl, I've always wanted to right. do a podcast. Have you? Right. I, I, I was going to get a t-shirt made. Right. But um, have you got a name for your podcast yet? Have you got like a... Education 4.0. Uh, Education right. 4.0 uh, We invented that term yeah, yeah, we went away for a weekend in Birmingham yeah. That's what we came back with He's getting another car He's getting an attire <laughs> Can you not tell? Can you not tell? The Matalan modelling is most direct here I don't know, I've, I've got a spare tyre I'm getting you Should we call it a day? Yeah. Dale, thanks very much Sam, anything else? Get the time up. Oh, here we go. Every time. Load it. No, press that. Right. We've got to wait till it comes to. Wait, wait. We'll see. He's got to stop. So oh, but you've got, got two. Ah, you've got two. So you'll uh, just stop it.